It's time for Larry Knows Bob. My guests tonight, John Hawkeye Blue and Michael the Mad Dog Sherman. And I'm your host, Larry. of NBA action. So much to talk about. Uh, It's even hard to know where to begin, but let's begin with the Game 7 Houston vs. OKC where none other than Montreal's own Lou Dort scored 30 points, outscoring two former MVPs. (laughs) Uh, they had left him open intentionally the games before, and that kind of seemed to work. But this game seven, he started hitting everything, and Harden was hitting nothing. It seemed like once again, Harden was going to choke. Uh, after not doing anything with Lou Dort playing defense against him, and what do you know? Last play of the game, Harden comes up with the defense, blocking Lou Dort. What a finish. I mean, yeah, that was uh, everything a game seven should be. Yeah. I mean, boy, uh, we, I mean, we, we, the three of us could have had no idea that Russell Westbrook was going to come back after yeah. contracting COVID, after being injured and contributing to, uh, in some, in some regard to the, to the win, but uh, James Harden as, Per usual, going off, really nothing, nothing to take away from uh, those guys. Chris Paul was magnificent. He really was. Feel bad. I was really. I found myself really rooting for the Thunder. I often find myself really rooting for the Thunder. Um, but boy, that did that that series did not leave anything to be desired. Yeah, it it was. It gave it. I mean, we before the playoffs started, we said this was probably going to be the best series, and it was. And Chris Paul was amazing, especially Game Six, the end of Game Six. Westbrook was absolutely terrible in Game Six. Game Six, awful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he blew it for them, and just I mean, Harden just let it happen. It was so weird to watch. Yeah, that was very much. Uh, so I think it was Simmons who pointed out that um, Weber was on the call. Uh-huh. When, um, when, you know, Weber, who was like, who used to play hot potato with the ball back in like back when it was crunch time for the Kings. Right. And so he's like, yeah, Weber's on the call. And so he can't say anything about Harden just being <laughs> passive and letting Westbrook take over and stuff. But any other announcer would have been like, what are you doing? Get in his way. Take the ball. Well, I think, wait, who Someone was saying, I think one of the announcers was saying something about like they're surprised it's not going to Harden, but maybe that was post game analysis. I can't remember. Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, yeah. Weber, yeah, Weber can't do that. Weber. But yeah, I mean, and so Harden, like it's, it's so weird to see someone who's such a ball hog during the season and in a good way because he's crazy efficient as a scorer, then like defer. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, oh, no. that could have been the play that was called, but he seems okay with that. Which is, I just... mean, there's a lot of people talking about how um, Giannis is who who claimed that Giannis might be a Pippin. Oh, uh, that was uh, Richard Jefferson. Yeah, it was Jefferson. Interesting take. Uh, I certainly feel that way about Harden. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think he. I just think he ain't it. I don't think he. I don't think he wants the heat. Um, I think he loves to play basketball. I think he's incredibly good at playing basketball, but I don't think. I don't think he's a killer. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he can. Like he's with D'Antoni's system, he's perfect. And during the regular season, he's 
within that system a Jordan on most nights. But when when things aren't working, when his threes aren't falling, he doesn't know what to do. And whereas someone like Chris Paul just be like, fuck it, I'm I'm gonna get some mid-range jumpers just to like get something going and deviate a little bit so that we could like move here. And so when D'Antoni's system fails, it's just like they don't have like a plan B. Yeah. Yeah. It's too bad because Harden is great. He is. Like I, I I'm not one of those guys who says, oh, if you don't win a championship, you're worthless. Um, and now in Harden's case, like he hasn't maybe gotten the most out of the teams he's brought there, but done pretty well. Like they gave the Warriors the best like effort of anybody. Um, I mean, obviously the Cavs beat them the, in the finals that one year, but like really like the Rockets played the Warriors the best. Yeah. And if Chris just, Paul doesn't get hurt, win. they win. Yeah. 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 So it's too bad. Maybe, maybe this next round, I just don't see any way the Rockets come out. I don't know. Um, well, let's get into the next round, Houston versus the Lakers. The Lakers, I mean, as good as they are, I, I don't see them as like an all-time dominant team, this version of the Lakers, as great as LeBron is. And I don't know if they, they don't have their Lou Dort to shut down Harden. Yeah, but I, I guess my take on the series is if if someone's going to make something happen, there's like, there are only, there are only a couple players I'd want more than LeBron James, right? And there are only a couple players I'd want less than like Westbrook and Harden. Right? <laughs> like, I, I, I just, I, I just can't say it enough. And I don't even think like Chris Paul is like bad. Like Chris Paul's had some great playoff moments. That Spurs series back in the day, like he's had some great moments. Those guys just haven't. Yeah. Chris Paul, I think it's, I, I wouldn't say he, he seems like he has that killer instinct and I won't hold his lack of championship against him. I, I think uh, on, a, on a, you know, with that Houston team, they could have won. Uh, and he did everything he could in game six to extend the series. Mm-hmm. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll hold it against his greatness a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he had uh, ample opportunity with the Clippers. Yeah. And uh, didn't really, didn't really do much. Um. I, I do think he's an all-time great player, but if he had a championship or two under his belt, I think he would be. I think I would consider him much higher in the uh, the pantheon of top fifty than than I than I do. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I really hope he wins one because he's he's what thirty six something like that thirty five thirty six. Yeah. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what OKC does this offseason if they because they could run it back and still be good and they don't really have to worry too much about accruing future assets because they have like every Clippers pick for the next decade. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, if they want to move uh, Chris Paul, they can or they could wait a year to do it. it. It's I'm really curious to see what they do. People are saying they're going to move him. I, I don't yeah. see it. I, I think they should, don't. and I think they should keep him because they're. Why not? Yeah. Try again. I don't know. I'll yeah. run it back. Run it back. You know, John, John, you had mentioned, uh, you know, players who, who, who's, uh, who you would like to have the ball in their hands. Um, at the end, you're like, oh, Westbrook and Harden, no. But LeBron James was once considered one of those players. Um, but as he stands right now, I, I think uh, I think Anthony Davis is one of those players who I would like to have the ball in his hands. Um, he doesn't he hasn't done anything to prove that yet. Uh-huh. But <clears throat> I feel like his uh, I feel like his temperament is right, and I do think that this Lakers team, if they win the championship, I think we will look back at them and be like, "Oh, that is an all time great Lakers team." They were number one in the West. Um, they uh, have one of the top two players of all time on it. And they have an incredible, incredible big man 
Um, and Anthony Davis, who, you know, he's no Kareem Abdul-Jabbar yet. He could be that good. And if he plays for a long time, he will be that good, I think. He's definitely in the conversation with, you know, a Robert Parrish or um, probably not Hakeem, but um, <laughs> or, or Shaq. But uh, he could be if he wins a number of championships, particularly without LeBron, if he's got somebody else on, uh, on the squad, he's, he could be a great, 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 great player. And, uh, you know, I think years ago, I remember everybody talking about how great Anthony Davis was or how much potential he had, you know, I want to build a team around Anthony Davis, right? People were saying this for like five years about the guy. Um, and I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't see it. I see it now. I see how he could be just that good. And he does have that consistency that's required to be great. Like Kawhi Leonard does. And like LeBron James does. Yeah. I mean, they have the, the Lakers have the best top two in the NBA this year. I just feel like they won't be looked at as a great all time team just because of the supporting cast. So I'm looking for, I mean, who looks at a supporting cast when you're talking about all time, great teams. Yeah. I mean, true, I mean, do you, but like, do you remember who, do you remember who the sixth man was on the Detroit Pistons of, uh, of 90, 99. It was, it was Vinnie Johnson, but, um, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, 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 maybe you're right. I mean, we do remember the role players of all those bulls teams. Mm-hmm. Um, we do remember the role players for the, uh, for the Lakers teams in the early aughts. Rick Fox, uh, baby. Hey, uh and rice yeah for sure for sure for sure glenn rice um but i bet we will i mean i can name a few of the role players on that team right now and if they win a championship i will look back and be like oh man remember that bald guy (laughs) alex caruso yeah yeah yeah, he I will mean, be he, like uh, Matthew Della Vadova, you know what I mean? Like we, right. we remember Matthew Della Vadova. Uh, we remember Tristan Thompson. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we just when when teams win a championship, the role players become solidified in people's minds. Um, you know, partially because of marketing and and looking back on that kind of stuff, but also if you're rooting for that team and they win, that really you know. So I think it's a little early to say mm-hmm. they don't have role players or they don't have an all-time great team. Now, I agree that the Clippers have a better top-to-bottom roster, but if Paul George doesn't show up and you've got the one-two punch of LeBron and AD, I'm not going to remember Montrez Harrell. Right. I will remember Lou Williams because <laughs> that dude is dope. Because he's sweet but, Lou. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, if they win, it'll obviously change the way we think about it. So um, so are you both picking L.A. to come out of this series? Yeah. I can't. I just can't see it any other way. Um, I would love it if the Rockets gave him a challenge, but I just don't see it. Yeah. I'm yeah, going to pick – I... Go ahead, Micah. No, I mean, I think we each – Yeah. Didn't we make our predictions last week? Didn't yeah. Didn't we say, like, one or two games, like – I don't see it going to seven. Uh, yeah. Um, just for the fun. I'm going to be rooting for Houston, so I'll say Houston in seven. I'm rooting for Houston, You didn't too. say that last week. Well, you didn't I- say that last week. That's not. You can't do that. All right. Well, Houston in six, then. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, I'm, I'm definitely rooting for the Lakers because I feel like um, – it just, to me, it feels like destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, and should the Lakers win? I already feel like I can't imagine the world without a championship Lakers team with LeBron at the helm. It's, I was thinking about this during the days off with the protesting and um, just how instrumental uh, LeBron James is and how how big of a figure he is in the NBA just to imagine him having to leave the bubble or no one's going to make him leave. But like if his team exited the bubble and it's just like the playoffs are going on without LeBron. (laughs) 
Yeah. Now I think, I think that um, I'll, I'll, I'll be rooting for the Rockets for sure. But like half-heartedly, I would love it if James Harden has like a great series. Yeah. I think realistically the Rockets are going to lose. And I think, I think the Lakers um, are, have a better chance against the Clippers and all that stuff. So like, yeah, I'll root for the Rockets, but I think it's going to be Lakers. I'm rooting for the Lakers, but half-heartedly. Um, I will also be rooting for uh, James Harden because I just like to me it's just how incredible he is offensively is just comical to me, and I I love watching it. I think he's like I really root for him in all of his endeavors, um, and and he's playing D this year. He really and is. has been for a while. So like. Um, boy, the end there with, with Dort at the end of regulation, when he blocked the shot and then avoided the, you know, the, the, the ultimately fruitless attempt by Dort to, um, knock the ball off of him. I mean, he's just, he's just such a competitor while at the same time I speak out of the other side of my mouth and I'm like, he ain't it. Yeah. Neither was Nowitzki until he was. I know. And that, that, that I do kind of like consider them in, in a similar camp. I mean, just all time great players. Um, yeah. I, I think that they're both better players than Tim Duncan, <laughs> you know, <laughs> who is, who is the all time greatest power forward of all time. So whatever both i mean all-time offensive scorers so um and more enjoyable to watch than tim duncan it look uh there are high school there are many high <laughs> schoolers are more enjoyable to watch than tim duncan <laughs> yes tim tim duncan is like watching your father mow the lawn <laughs> like, like you know it's going to be efficient you know it's going to get done but i certainly wouldn't pay for it yeah that's that's Tim Duncan. It's going to get done. Uh, let's talk about the other Western series. Uh, since we last talked, Jamal Murray turned into Kobe, apparently. Uh, <laughs> Scoring like 50 points a game. Well, uh, I really didn't see it coming, man. No. I mean. The Donovan, I mean, the Donovan Mitchell stuff was also amazing, but more foreseeable, I think. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell's better than Jamal Murray. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least he has been. I don't know. Maybe Jamal Murray's just great now. I don't know. Yeah, but, I don't know. But what he did what he did in that series to come back and beat Denver was amazing. He uh, really snuck up on us, didn't yeah. he? Jamal Murray. Of all players, Jamal Murray. <laughs> Who would have thought? I mean, he is he is balling out of control. It was so emotional after that game seven, too. Or maybe it was game six, um, where he scored fifty points. Is that game that was, seven? That was game yeah. six, yeah. Yeah, that was really something to behold. I mean, he he um, he seems like a really beautiful human being, and I definitely want to have that guy on my team. Yeah, he's definitely a competitor. Have you heard stories about his dad? No. So, I mean, apparently his dad is, but they're very close, and he like is, is always has or has been in the past always at practice, and he's like Jamal Murray's. He's like his whip. He's just. The, like always as a kid would make him like stand out in the snow. I think he grew up in Canada and until he hit like 10 free throws in a row or something, he's just mm. an intense father, but they seem to have a great relationship. Mm. That's, that's cool. Yeah. I love Jamal's reaction when he found out he had to play again on Thursday. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> Maybe he's talking to Scott Van Pelt after the game. Oh, really? <laughs> He didn't realize. He like, wait, we played Thursday. He didn't realize he gets no time off in this, yeah. this bubble. Yeah. I mean, but that that's a that's a sign of someone whose focus is in the right place, right? Exactly. One one game at a time, you focus on the next game, and then you deal with whatever rest you need to get or whatever, but you have to go all out or else there's nothing after that. So there, there's a guy whose whose mindset is in the right place and it shows he scores 50 points a game. Yeah, and doing it when he really needs to do it. Uh, but they're done because <laughs> last night they got killed by the Clippers. I was able to turn the game off and go to bed in the third quarter. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think... I think most people would pick the Clippers. I think we all did, even though we thought maybe it'd be against Utah. Uh, yeah, it, it seems like Clippers Clippers are really hitting their stride. They are. Yeah. Because it took a while for, like, Montrez had a death in his family, so wasn't in the bubble initially. Lou Williams also had a death and then, and then got, some chicken wings. ate some wings at a, at a strip club. <laughs> Uh, and Beverly was out, but Beverly's in, and he's, as we were talking last night, he's the Chihuahua. He's, Chihuahua. He's, Beverly's good, man. Yeah. He's small and mean. He is, uh, he is truly, but that's a guy, that's a, I like watching him on the defensive end off the ball. He is so expressive, and he's like an, he's like a, a dancer. He, he, he really, performs for the referees while at the same time doing exactly what he needs to do on, on, uh, on the, he's just, he's, there's another guy who you'd just love to have on your team and would hate to have to play against. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's one of the best perimeter defenders for sure. And I think, I think every player who has to be guarded by him hates it. Mm. Um, I wonder if, I wonder if, if it's an LA LA Western finals, if he's going to be the one guarding LeBron. I think he's proved that he can. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to say a league, uh, Clipper sweep in this series. I I think you're probably right. I think Denver will come out and look better. I think that was, I think game one, there was a lot of fatigue, but mm. I think they'll look better, but I just don't, I don't see it. I don't see him winning even a game. So Clippers, Clippers in six. <laughs> yeah, some Denver belief. Yeah. I'm sorry, John, I cut you off. No, I was like, no, I was just going to say, I think there's added motivation to sweep because, you know, you get the rest and the other guys don't. It's so like the way they're starting these series, like right away now, instead of like it traditionally, if you both swept, you would both get like significant rest. And now you only get rest, extra rest, if that other team um, keeps going or like if you finish first. So I think there's extra motivation this year, the way they're staggering it, that they're gonna, yeah, they're, they'll push, they'll they'll push them out. I think it's four games. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if last night was any preview, it's it's gonna be four easy games for them. <laughs> but as I say, I I, I want to see. I always want you always want to see the best teams in it at the end and playing at their best. Uh, going to the East. Uh, what a game last night. Toronto versus Boston. OG Ananobi saved the season for Toronto. Yeah. not He was not enough to save my Raptors in five pick. Right. Um, <laughs> you can go that back is, in time. Dead, but, uh, but six is still alive. I That was huge. I cannot get over that shot. Like, I know. Not only the shot, the pass. And you see, I watched it like 50 times this morning, but you, he has to throw it so high to get it over Taco Fall, right? And then Jalen Brown sees it and he's like, fuck. <laughs> and he knows he's in the wrong spot, but he has time to react because the ball's so high, right? And then he's like racing over there. And Jalen Brown did not miss that ball by much. No, that was a like, well-defended shot. I mean, he was right there and didn't crash into Ananobi. Right. Unlike the stupid heat bucks game that we'll talk about where everyone is like yeah. crashing into people shooting threes, but like that was incredible. That was freaking incredible to catch that ball, to see that ball coming. you got to see Jalen Brown coming at you too. And know that you can't, you can't pump fake. You can't even like catch and collect. Right. You have got 0. 0.5 seconds. Cock and release. Like I, I just can't believe it. I thought that was incredible. All around. I think Kemba Walker deserves some podcast time here. Though, Let's do that it. That was, was play. an incredible was play. And we would be talking about it right now if Taco Fall had blocked that pass. Or... <laughs> Except I'm putting a little of that, Micah, on, on Gasol. Like, you can't let him get around you that way. Like, that was like, I don't know what Gasol was doing. You got to push him to the to between to come between you two or nothing. I, yeah. They were expecting him to shoot, and Tice was able to just sneak in there. I mean, 0. 0.5 seconds left on the clock was right. like, you. I mean, it, it just 
for what the play was, it could not have been much better. No, Kimba was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And the way, uh, you know, Toronto was trapping him but as best they could. And it like for a while, it's like, oh, they're defending well. They're going to bring it to overtime. And then it just, he, I think Siakam kind of left Tice because he was also expecting Kemba to shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Siakam's been terrible, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, yeah that so pass to Tice, oh, amazing. I've always said it. That's the problem with a triple team is two people are open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't triple team. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, unless you're playing against uh, a, a team of dorts, but now we can't do that. Nope. Yeah, that was a, that was a really really stimulating game to watch. So yeah. I really, really, just really, I just love basketball so much. <laughs> yeah, and I'm rooting for the Raptors. So, like, it was it was a great moment to see to see them actually continue because I thought it was done after that Kemba to Tice play. Jesus. I uh, I lived in Boston when they won the championship in 2008. So I'm, I think I'm outwardly rooting for Boston, but I'm also like, because Toronto lost their MVP, I'm kind of secretly like, I would love for them to get back to the finals. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you who I'm not rooting for is the Bucks. Oh, yes. Let's get into that. Uh, and I do want to mention that Lowry, who has had a pass before last season of mm-hmm. sucking in the playoffs, was very good last night. Playoff K. Yep. Tough, uh, tough um, Wanamaker knee as well. That was uh, that looked like it lasted <laughs> for a few minutes. Um, but it happens. Yeah. That, it happens. Yeah. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more the way that, uh, like, you know, um, uh, I also thought that Kemba Walker made a really great charge, like a really, really impressive charge against Fred Van Vliet towards the end of the fourth quarter uh, in that game. And just the way that these guys sacrifice their bodies like this, I I would be wearing, they must wear some pads, right? Like a lot of players wear pads underneath their, like, hip pads and oh maybe yeah and like uh i think i'm assuming wearing elbow pads you gotta wear elbow pads but like they can't be too i mean they can't be too much of a padding because obviously you got to bend your elbows to shoot and everything so yeah i always do wonder that when they're hitting the floor like it's like someone said about john morant like he needs to learn how to fall properly yeah (laughs) um i think I, i do think and I don't know if Dwayne Wade popularized this, but um, I think they did. Uh, they, they a lot of players wear like padding on their rib cage, um, which certainly would help in drawing charges and being able to put your hands up and also take contact. Yeah. yeah. By the way, we uh, we got to the bottom of that uh, logo issue, right? They are projecting the logos digitally onto the court. They are. Uh yeah, you were absolutely correct about that. I I first noticed. Well, you can you. sometimes, you can sometimes like see a little bit of a glitch where like you'll see like the lettering on somebody's arm or whatever. But what really lets you see is when they go to a different camera view from the main hard camera. It's like the label's not there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So obviously they're using trick mirrors to hide the label that is really physically there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. That's right. Uh, it, has some, it has something to do with the flatness of the earth. Right. Yeah. 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 Just like, why is the flat. horizon a line? Right. Yeah. Something right. like that. Yeah. Kyrie would know. We'll get him on the pod next week. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Milwaukee versus Miami. Miami up 2 nothing. Uh First, you want to talk about the crazy, like, fouling that happened in game. It was game two, right? Yeah. 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 So game two, that was the, so that's my, that was my game of the week because <laughs> I, I literally have time to watch one game a week right. and that's the one I got to watch this week. I, I loved it. I, I thought it was so awesome. And I was this close to buying a Tyler hero Jersey in the first half. Mm. That guy is my hero. Like <laughs> he is so freaking, he has so much, like attitude and chutzpah 
and like she's so fucking fearless and and i was like oh my god i think he's i think he's great and i love the way the heat play and i'll tell you this here's my here's my hot take um yeah coach bud he's the he's the new he's the new jerry sloan mm. he's like he's the guy who takes his regular season system repeat repeat do the same thing over and over again piles up the regular season wins doesn't adjust in the playoffs and not going to win a championship it certainly yeah, I mean, seems that way yeah, it's the old adage: uh, if it ain't broke, you won't win a championship. So you gotta have some, you gotta have some trials in the regular season and figure things out as a group uh, in order to be able to deftly adjust to the playoffs. It seems right. Yeah, and Spo is just pantsing him in yeah. this series, and just they are just keeping Milwaukee from getting to the rim, and it's it's working. Yeah, like that that game. So my issue with that game, like, so both of those fouls at the end should not have been called. Right. Um, and there were a lot of shooting fouls, like three-point shooting fouls that people were landing in spaces. And it was like, okay, ticky-tack. But that one at the end, the, the one with um, Dragic, arms straight up. He leans his chest in like a little. And they're like, foul three, three free throws. I'm like, to tie the fucking game. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. On a shot that was like this. Yeah. I, yeah, that was, that was bad. And then I thought the Jimmy Butler call was bad too, yep. but I'm like, oh, a makeup call. Yeah. It seemed like a it makeup was, call, which is, it was definitely a makeup call. Uh, but also Giannis don't put your hand on the guy that's shooting. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Oof. Well, this is, uh, for if, if they have an early exit, it's time to start the Giannis free agent watch because he's got one more year under contract and the Bucks, like, I don't know what they could do to change their team. I'm sure they could, they could maybe move someone like Bledsoe for somebody else attaching a bunch of draft picks, but it's like, Ooh. if you're trying to do it, save Giannis and he leaves anyway, and then you've traded all these future assets. Ugh. Then you're Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know who they need is someone like um, that guy on the Pacers, right. Brogdon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, should, they, they need a guy like that. Yeah, someone who like is good defensive point guard who shoots the threes at like 39%. <laughs> He'd be nice to have. That was a big mistake. It really was. That I mean, that could be the difference between uh, a career in Milwaukee versus what may end up happening. Yeah, it's tough. It is. Um, so yeah, do you think, do you think Milwaukee wins a game? I think so. I think, I mean, you know, maybe rest in peace. David Stern would have been on the phone for this game three to the refs, <laughs> you know, like they would have been like, all right, let's, uh, let's even this up a little bit. Um, but Adam Silver doesn't operate the same way. I, I think they'll get it together though. They were, they're close enough that I think they'll, uh, I think they'll win one, but man, Miami's just, Miami's just, just as good. Yeah. Just as good. And much, much more options. Like they got many more options on that, on that team. So I think though, I think Miami's got the series. I really do. I do too. That second game, Jimmy Butler didn't seem like he wanted to be there. I think he, he was he, he did miss a bunch of key shots and key free throws. Um, yeah, but you know, also take Jimmy Butler on my team. He, uh, I think he said of himself that he's a winner and I'll take his word for it. <laughs> Seriously. That goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, that's why he, he, it never worked in Minnesota. Cause it just like, he could not stand, uh, Carl Anthony towns. And we've talked about this before, but in Miami where they, already have a culture of like serious strength and conditioning and like just being gym rats. It's like, he's, he's home. I think mm -hmm. he's for the first time he's happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you were to get a hero Jersey, uh, which, which, which type of heat Jersey would you get? Not the Los one. I think the, the I, Los I don't one. Know. what is that? The, what is the, what's the Los, Los heat? 
those heat. Uh, I don't really like the lowest one as much. I if there if there's an old school one like the early '90s original heat, like the like, like the Ronnie Sakali jersey, the, the Ronnie Cycli jersey, <laughs> um, the Glenn Rice days. So it's something like something yeah. like that. I I just I just love Hero, dude. I I was like so taken with the guy instantly, dribbling into traffic, making tough shots, making passes, just loved it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, underrated passer. I, I also love the the Miami Vice jerseys. Yeah, the, <laughs> that is great. Yeah. I think you mean the Golden Girls jerseys. Oh yeah. yes, correct. Sorry, I get those shows confused. Uh, Golden Girls. Speaking of which, you're living in Florida these days. I am living in Florida these days, and uh, we just bought um, two chairs that are very Golden Girls. <laughs> nice. Floral um, pattern. Yeah. Two two very large living room chairs. $35 total. Wow. Ooh, probably because some old person died in there. Yeah, well, it was unfortunate. <laughs> it was pretty sad. Yeah, yeah, we had to go to the funeral in order to get yeah. them. Right. But, you know. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, uh, I... I my, well, my fiance really likes the, uh, the Golden Girls aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I did find a flower shop down here that's run by some lovely people. And they have great deals on roses. And I've been able to get her roses pretty regularly um, in the Golden Girls colors. So that's been pretty good. The Golden Girls colors, what does that mean? That means like pinks and whites and hot pinks. And I asked if they had turquoise flowers and they're like, uh, flowers don't come in blue. And I was like, get you some food coloring. (laughs) We'll make them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like, she just had a a milestone recently and, uh, I was able to buy her six dozen roses and I have never, ever bought that many flowers in one, one go. And it's just, they just constantly have roses that they're, they're moving in and out. So I just buy them wholesale and why are we talking about this? Uh, (laughs) Why am I talking? You guys didn't ask me about this. Oh yeah. The hero Jersey. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, getting away from the playoffs for a bit, uh, Steve Let's Nash. Let's keep talking flowers. Let's yeah. keep talking flowers. Speaking of flowers, Steve Nash is a beautiful flower. Uh, new coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Came ki- news kind of came out of nowhere. It does, it, like There were at least no rumors of a coaching search. So, yeah. very interesting. I, it is clear that this is KD and Kyrie calling the shots there. I think I think Nash will be good coach. He's, I love him as a player. He's a great. He was a great player. Very point guards generally make good coaches, or that's what the thought is, because they're kind Isaiah of Isaiah uh, Thomas. <laughs> yep, oh. Isaiah Thomas. Yep, great coach. Mark Jackson. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, Bill Lambeer. Uh, yep, Bill Lambeer. Uh, great. Patrick point guard. Ewing is uh, coaching Georgetown. How's he doing down there? By the way, do you guys know? Not great. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. yeah. I think that I mean they have no recruits. They don't get recruits anymore, as far as I know. Um, yeah, uh, I um, I worry about the Nets. I worry that uh, it's a little. They're giving KD and Kyrie too much power, and we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. What do you guys think? Is Nash a good hire? I think he's a good hire. I if. If I were him and I wanted to be, and I wanted to coach, I wouldn't take this job as my first coaching job. I would, but I would just never want to coach Kyrie. Mm. I like, I mean, the guy's a freaking coach killer and I just, I cannot deal with it. Um, Especially Steve Nash, like the guy got, the guy's got options. He's got like tons of things he could do. He could be in the booth. He could do like anything he wants. So I would have said, just wait. Um, but you know what? It's going to be interesting. So I I think I, I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah. I think uh, I think they could make the second round of the playoffs, if not go further. Yeah, I mean, that's huh? they, for them, it's championship or bust. Oh, yeah. yeah. The I mean, well, I don't think it's bust. Uh, if they don't win a championship in their first year, I think that, like, 
that trio could stick together and make another run at it, even maybe for a third year. I think it'd be worth it because otherwise, why did you go there? Like, if you're not going to make a, like, if you've got KD and Kyrie, I mean, if they can play together, if they can't play together, that's, that's a different thing entirely. But if they can play together, I think you have to keep it together for at least three years. Yeah, and it will be together for three years, for the next three years. Uh, yeah, I just, I would hate if I'm Steve Nash, you know, drawing my lineup card up, you know, and then Kyrie scratching it out and putting <laughs> DeAndre Jordan's name. I'm like, all right. Oh, man, I could totally see that happening, too. Fucking. Yeah. Well, supposedly, I mean, the the word on the street is that KD and Nash have a good relationship because Nash was a consultant at Golden State and worked with him there. Um, my, I, I, I think Kenny Atkinson was a great coach, and they'd be better off with him. But, you know, it, it's different when you're coaching a team like this, like, you know, Ty, Tyron Lue in Cleveland. It's, you gotta, when you have these types of superstars, it's almost like you're a like human resource director as coach. Yeah. Well, I mean, LeBron James was the coach of his team and he has been since his first go around at Cleveland. Um, but I, I, Kyrie Irving is not a good coach. <laughs> no. Yeah. And requires somebody that, you know, maybe, and maybe Steve Nash is that person that he can respect. Yeah. It's very possible. I don't know, but Brad Stevens, like Brad Stevens is a good coach. Yeah. And Kyrie Irving like tuned him out. I, I don't know, man. Yeah. And look at, and look at Boston again this year. Yeah. I can, I can see Kyrie Irving taking direction from taking direction, um, getting notes from, yeah. uh, <laughs> no, Mr. it's, it's, it's like a director. <laughs> yeah. Um, getting told something by Steve Nash and him turning to Kevin Durant and going, how many championships has this guy won? <laughs> and then it's like, well, then why did you bring him here? Right. I don't think, I don't think it's going to end well. I'm sorry. I'll root for it. I love Nash. Um, I think it would be interesting to have Brooklyn be good. I don't know too much. Too much, too much of the inmates running the asylum. <laughs> I, I love I love Nash, and I am rooting for it to go poorly in Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, maybe the last thing to touch on is uh, a little bit of a post-mortem with Dallas. Um, Luca's obviously... What about Boston-Toronto Boston, going forward? Oh, like what do we see the series? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, man, if, if Siakam doesn't step up, I see Boston... Maybe Toronto gets one more game, but Boston in six. I think you're probably, it, it, it pains me to say it, but you're probably yeah. right. Although, I mean, Smart hits five straight three-pointers right. in game two, right? I know these games were close, but also the other thing is like, I guess Lowry and Van Vliet are playing like 45 minutes a game right now, right? Because no one else can generate any offense. So that's not sustainable through the whole series. So I think... Yeah, without Siakam, it's it's Boston. With Siakam, I still think Toronto can do it. Yeah, I hope so. I'm rooting for Toronto. I I hope so. I mean, I think it's probably Boston and six. Um, they, um, I tuned in the other night for some really high flying dunks, and it was awesome. I, I really would like to see uh, Boston go places. Perhaps even to the finals. Mm. Um, so yeah, uh, well, the final it's going to be great. I mean, right now I'll take Miami as the team to get to the finals in the East. I think I think uh, Miami and Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals will be an exciting series. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, I, I I do think that uh, if um, Toronto comes out of the East, I, I don't know if they make it past Miami. If Toronto, well, the thing is, if Toronto comes out of that series with Boston, it'll mean that they got their shit together and were playing like they were playing in the first round. So then I could, I could still see them 
being Miami, but I'll still take Miami over them. And I apologize. I misspoke. I said Miami coming out or uh, right, right. I, Boston coming yeah. out of the East and playing Miami. Right, like, right. Boston coming out of that part of the bracket. They're all in a bubble. They're all, yeah, East, West. Well, actually, it's funny in the NHL, um, it's two bubbles. So now that it's moving to the third round, everybody from the Toronto bubble has to go to the Edmonton bubble. Ooh. Yep. Road trip. Uh, long road trip. Long road trip. <laughs> so Dallas, uh, interesting news. Since we last recorded of Porzingis having a tear in his meniscus, uh, one of a long litany of injuries in his legs. Other knees, different knees. Different this knee, time. but he's had, you know, problems with both knees at different times. Uh, I, hopefully, it's no big deal. The interesting thing for Dallas is they have, they have an amazing opportunity because they have a top ten player in Luca who is under his rookie contract, mm-hmm. and they have two more years to capitalize on that before he gets paid. So they need to add at least one more max guy. And they'll have that chance in the 20, the next year, next off season, not this coming off season, the off season after that, there's a lot of good free agents. Um, they, they, I, I think Dallas fans are a little bit worried about Chris Stapps. And it makes me a little bit happy as a former Knicks, as a Knicks fan. I would dump him. If they can. Well, I know that's the problem. Cause you, if someone has medical issues, it's like you can only get 10 cents on the dollar because you yeah. know his medical history even better than the right. you know, public does. So automatically people are going to, yeah. But I, I also, like, if they can, by attaching, like, five first-round picks, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know what it would take he to dump value. out. He, he has value. He, he has value. I just think I would, I would try and build around someone yeah. else. Because in the 2021 offseason, they will have... They'll have at least one max slot open because Tim Hardaway will be off the books by then. But if if Chris Epps is off the books, they can add two more max players, possibly even three if they play. They have a lot of guys signed for like mid-level contracts and they're good, but it's like maybe you should trade them to make room for another max. Guys like DeLon Wright. Well, DeLon Wright sucks, but Dwight Powell, uh, Kleber, uh, Seth Curry those kind of role players. Um, yeah, I, I would, if I'm Dallas, I would want to move Chris Epps and like see if I can make a super team while, while Luca is still on his rookie contract. Yeah. I mean, I, the Mavericks are, uh, I think Luca Doncic is going to be a Maverick his entire career. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and so I, I don't know. I mean, I think he'll win one championship like Dirk. Um, And it's going to be a fluke when he does, you know, like, so I don't know, like whether Kristaps Porzingis is there or not, he probably won't be. Um, But I think they may, they either will draft a number two um, and it'll be a surprise or I don't think, I don't think anything's going to happen over this off season. That's going to be not this off season of any significance. So, and the landscape's going to be a hundred percent different at the end of next season. You know, it's just so difficult to like to predict anything these days. Right. And it's even in the NBA, there's always like someone out of nowhere starts demanding a trade or something and guys become available. Guy signs with clutch. Yeah. And he's, <laughs> right. Yeah, and he's on the here. Lakers. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, with Luca, they'll always have a chance to do some damage, and even when Luca's on his max deal, they'll they'll still be able to construct a team that's a competitor. But like they, while Luca's on his rookie deal, they do have a chance to do what Golden State did when they had four stars with Durant. Partly because like Curry had the discounted deal from his ankles right. back then, right? Or do what the Seattle Seahawks did, where they you know, weren't paying Russell Wilson at all. And they right. won a championship. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any, uh, any more thoughts before we head on out of here? 
No thoughts. Nothing. No. <laughs> yeah, nothing that I haven't said yet. Yeah. You know? I mean, we. Uh, it, it's almost you know. It sort of feels futile to to talk about the um, Western Conference until the Lakers and the Clippers are playing one another. And uh, I think the Eastern Conference is very exciting right now. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping for an exciting uh, Lakers Rockets series. Do and this is even farther in the future. Do either of you give the Eastern Conference a shot? Yeah. Or like, what percentage would you say for the Eastern Conference? Whoever comes out of the Eastern Conference. I think they uh, pull an Allen and Iverson one game. <laughs> I think whoever it is wins one game, and then, uh, I mean, look, break it down. If you're either playing, if you're playing either Los Angeles team, can the Heat win a game? Maybe. Can Boston win two games? Probably not. Can Toronto win a game? <laughs> Probably not. And if the Bucks pull this out, how many games are they going to win against either one of those teams? I, I just don't. I just don't see any. I just don't see the series with any Eastern Conference team going past five games. Yeah, I, I do. I think the only way to see it is if. If the Bucks make it, it'll mean they have come back in the series against Miami and beat Toronto or Boston, and they'll be back in their regular season form. So then they're maybe, like Toronto of last year, right? right? Yeah, falling behind and then coming back. And I, mean, I don't know. I don't see that though at all. And yeah. I don't see. I don't, see, you, I don't see the Eastern Conference having yeah. a shot, but they're like fun to watch in yeah. the meantime. Yeah, and you know Jimmy Butler will try his ass off. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, anything to plug? As per usual, twitch.tv slash art smackdown. Everything you can find at micasherman.com. Hell yeah. You could find me at Larry the Athlete on all your favorite social media platforms. And if you're listening, please subscribe, rate, and review the Larry No Sports podcast on whatever app it is that you listen to podcasts on. Good night!